0: Especially our servicemen went are out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House, or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird if Brupolo was in the fine city, which I'm very near, of Bovina.
1: Bovina? I thought you were going to say Vicksburg.
0: Oh, we've done Vicksburg before, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to come back to it. But I don't know that we've ever done Bovina brew vina
1: brew vina baby I'll tell you what,
0: if there was anything in bovina i'd be pretty surprised but we'll just go with that wherever you are in this great state from one side of it to the other if you're looking to pick up some strange brew coffee if you want to have that every morning it's just as simple as going to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and ordering it for shipping whatever kind of coffee sits coffee machine sits on your counter they got you covered at strange brew coffee house college corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. guys we're here this is game week so if you're coming through jackson on your way up to Starkville, if you live in Jackson, it's time to grab some new gear on your way. Don't come wearing that old, it's my lucky polo. How lucky could it have been? I mean, really, let's be honest through the years. How lucky could it have been? It's seen more losses, I promise you, than went. Time to switch it up. Get something new. Get some great stuff. They've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowing by the Half Shell. Or if you're not looking for it today. You can get it at collegecorner.com, collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, can't wait to see what Humble Taco and all our local businesses look like this weekend, but Humble Taco, especially with that great patio out there. The weather, you know it's maybe a little rain, but it's supposed to be some nice, temp- some better temperatures this weekend. I think we may have some a lot of people uh, hitting up our local restaurants, which would be great. And Humble Taco is definitely one that you should hit because it's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, which means it's Mexican food that you can't just get anywhere else. A lot of people, you know, they want to, they want to just go out and grab some marks and get something to eat. Well, you, you can get some marks and you can get the same old, same old Mexican food, or you can go to Humble Taco, grab some marks, which are, by the way, homemade and, you know, handcrafted, and you get different and delicious Mexican food. I think it's an easy choice. So make it happen. Head to Humble Taco this weekend. Make an easy choice for lunch as well. That's Firehouse Subs. Hit up the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And not only do you have a great sandwich, you've got free reward points that are piling up so you can be eating for free sooner rather than later. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. And don't forget to call them about tailgating and ordering a party platter. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk. Want to apologize off the bat. For uh, I don't know exactly what the sound quality is going to be like for this podcast. I am in my hometown of Vicksburg. Uh, Robbie's in Starville, so no studio for us today. We're both just sitting here uh, on our laptops. We're just going to try to get through it. But if the sound quality is not what you guys are normally expecting and up to, my apologies for that. But we definitely wanted to bring you a podcast. It's game week. We can't skip skip out on that. So Robbie, we're going to talk uh, Mississippi State, uh, Memphis, in great detail. But first, I thought we'd start. You know, Vegas, they set their lines, right, and then at some point they have to lock them in. These are the numbers. Bet now or forever hold your peace. Here's what, We're going to do that. We've go, we got some over-unders. These are the final over-unders of the offseason. I think we've done three or four shows with, with some things like this. We're locking them in right now. So let's start off with the big one, with Will Rogers. I'm not going to go 5K. I'm going to make you work a little bit. Okay. I'm going to say 4,800 over or under for Will Rogers.
1: Which would be just a slight improvement. It would be about, what he had, like a yeah, not, few not yards or something. Not
0: much, but it's still a fantastic season. Don't get me wrong.
1: Man, that's a good question. Because, I mean, you got to expect that he's going to be better. Mm-hmm. But you also have to, you know, I mean, there's still an inkling there that, you know, was it was Makai Polk a large reason for that? Or are they going to be able to supplement that the yardage that Makai Polk had with a few other guys? Uh, I must say under. Ooh, I, I think we could see a better Will Rogers this year, but the numbers could be not not as good as they were a year ago. Because I mean, you got to remember, there is no Vanderbilt in there. It's true. Um, you replaced Vanderbilt with Georgia, who's going to be who's going to p- probably have one of, if not the best defenses in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So. One game, I mean that Georgia game, he might put up 250 yards. I don't know, but I think he might be slightly under. I think he's going to be around what he did last year, though. I don't. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be too far under. Uh, I think 40, 46 to forty seven hundred would be a good number, and that's still I, a pretty darn good season. I'm interested by that answer. I'll be totally honest with you. I thought you would
0: say maybe a smidge over. Going under makes me wonder what. You got me thinking. I mean, But, you, of course, at the same time, you're right. You have Georgia on the schedule this year. You still have Alabama. And then you know, you had state seven and five. So maybe it stands to reason that what you're saying would come to pass if, if your prediction is accurate. My prediction is eight and four, and obviously I'm going over. I have said I'm on the record with the media poll that I've got him going over 5K. So I think that's going to be the case this year. I think that Rodgers will go over 4,800. The number is 1,000. That's rushing yards combined between Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks. We, this was a media poll question. I want to know if you maybe you've reconsidered or anything, but that's the that's – you know what? We'll do it again. We'll get away from the media poll. 900. 900 is your number.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm going over on that. Okay. I think that the, I think that both of them could have over 500 yards rushing this year. Because last year they were not far off from that, if I remember correctly. We've talked about. It I in think four they were actually or, they were over nine hundred last year. I think. Yeah, but I mean, they were. They both were almost like over five hundred yards. each. Yes. Yes. Uh, so and I, you know, stands to reason that they're going to have a better year this year than they did last year. Uh, they they certainly Should. improved from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. So uh I don't I don't think that's out of the realm. They had, let's see, four eighty-five for Dylan Johnson, four sixteen for Jaquavius Marks. You're telling me that Dylan Johnson can't find fifteen more yards this year. Mm-hmm. Jaquavius Marks can't find eighty-five more yards this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm definitely going over. And the and the net total last year rushing was eight twenty-one. Yeah, and when you take out Will Rogers negative ninety seven, right? You know things change, and I also think we could see uh, Simeon Price mixed in there a little more. Mm -hmm. I I think that the the third string rusher is going to get significantly more carries than this year than he did last year. JJ Jernigan last year had twenty four carries. Yes, I think Simeon Price or um, uh, Bull. Are going to have more than thirty carries, one of those two guys. So, I mean, I, I think I think definitely you could see a, a thousand yard season from the top two guys for sure.
0: I'm going to say with the number of 900, I'll say over, but I don't know about a thousand. I went under on the media poll, so I'm going to stay there. But over 900, I think they can they can at least replicate what they did a season ago. Yeah. So, uh, I won't put a player to this one. I'm just going to ask this. Mississippi State's leading receiver, let's start with catches. And I mean, I'm talking about wide receivers. We're not talking because I know Marks is going to catch 80 passes. But a wide receiver over 80 catches.
1: Ooh, I'm going to say over. Okay. Um, let's see. So last year, you had a 100 plus season, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. from Makai Polk. And your number two guy, Jaden Wally had fifty five. So uh, big drop off there. I think we're going. I think we're going to see some more. Um, actually, well, I guess marks don't really count. He's running back, but uh, I think I think we're going to see it sprinkled around a little bit more. Um, so that those those uh, receptions are going to look a lot different this year, I think, than the hundred and five or whatever from a cop Polk. I don't know if we'll see a guy. Uh, catch over 100 balls this year, but uh, I think somebody can catch over 80 for sure. Okay, I'm going to agree with
0: you. I definitely think somebody will be over 80. 100 is, is it might be a stretch, just because I think State will spread the ball out more. They've just got more targets this year, so yeah. let's stay with that though. Over a thousand yards for that leading receiver.
1: Oh, I must say under because now
0: we're talking about somebody who's got to average like 14, 15 yards a catch.
1: I mean, if you're getting over 1,000, you're going to need a Makai Polk. You're going to need a bonafide number one guy. Mm-hmm. And, and 2020 State didn't, have, didn't really have that. Jaden Wally kind of became that late in the year, mm-hmm. but he wasn't It was Mekhi too late
0: Polk. to become a 1,000-yard receiver.
1: Yeah, that, that's tough, man. It's tough to get 1,000 yards. Um, and especially when you're throwing it around to all these different guys. So, I'm going to say under. I think there's a guy that can get over 800, though. 80-plus 80, 80 catches over 800 yards. I think that's, I think that's not, attainable by somebody.
0: But not a 1,000, so you'll go under there. Right. Okay. <sighs> Let's go with picks. Over, under, the, I don't, I'm not going to give you a name. You, gotta, you have to provide it. Okay. Over, under, though, four-and-a-half for the leading leader in interceptions for Mississippi State, and who is
1: that player? Four-and-a-half interceptions by a single player. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say four. Okay. Who is that and player? I, th- I think I want to still go with Emmanuel Forbes. Okay. I think, you know, I I don't think they're going to throw to him as much, but he's such a ball hawk back there. I mean, you got to think that he's going to get his chances to make those interceptions. I mean, last year he was down with three. Yeah, (laughs) That was kind of a down year with three. So, I'm going to say he gets four this year.
0: I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say somebody gets five. And I may surprise you here. I'm going to go with Jalen Green. Okay I think he's gonna have a good season. He had a, He had a good season last year. I would say it trended more towards above average. He had a B season last year. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe my expectations were a little high for him because no one is recruiting profile. but I think a second year here at Mississippi State with the good cornerback play that I'm expecting, not that they didn't have good cornerback play a season ago, I just feel like things are, are working in his favor to have a good season. So I, I'm going to put him at five picks this year, which will give him an opportunity to possibly be an all-SEC guy uh, if, he, if, he can, if he can do that.
1: The safety, I think, that's going to have the big year is Jackie Matthews.
0: I think Matthews – you remember when they had Abram and McLaurin? McLaurin was the interceptor and Abram was the big hitter. I yeah. think that, that
1: Matthews is more of Abram and, and Green is more McLaurin. Yeah, I could say that. I, I do think Green's definitely a playmaking type guy. Yes. Um and, and I think he had a couple of picks last year too. He did.
0: He had a couple of big picks. He had one in the uh Kentucky game at the goal line. Uh and had a had yep. another one. Oh, I can't remember where it was. But he had another one. And then he had he nearly had one on that fake punt against Auburn, which he would have taken back. He just he just ended up knocking it down.
1: But and then, you know, in the I I remember in the um uh, I think it was like a spring game or scrimmage last year. He like hawks somebody down and like stripped the ball or something. Mm-hmm. So he, he's kind of you know he, he's got that ball hawking ability too. Yeah, up uh, back there. So I I just I really feel like this is a solid group of defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 athleticism, the the speed, the you know the hard hitting nature. Emmanuel Forbes is you know the skinniest guy out there, and he'll come in there and, and lower he does his not head. mind sticking his nose in. Oh, so I mean, I love, the, I love the attitude that they have, and I think that the talent level has increased. I, I think there's I agree. a chance for them to have a big year.
0: Four out of five field goals is 80%. So 20 out of 25 is a reasonable number, right? 80% for Mississippi State kicking field goals this year.
1: Ooh. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, they were, let's say, 56% last year. <laughs> 14 out of 25. Yikes. So. Uh, I'm going to say under. It's just hard to imagine them hitting 80%. Um, I'm going to say that they can get up to 70, though. You got me wondering what. Uh... It was 56. Wow, you, you knew that one right off the top of your head.
0: Good job. So, I was just look, I was just looking at the stats. Okay, eight. So if they're eighteen of twenty-five, that's seventy-two percent. So we're saying like nineteen out of. 20. We're only talking about one more field goal here, Robbie. You sure you don't want to go over?
1: Yeah, when, I guess when you when you put it that way. Um, make sure
0: on the math here. Nineteen. If they go nineteen of twenty-five,
1: that's seventy-six. Well, that's that's five more field goal makes. No. Yes, yeah. That's five more field goal makes. Yeah. So that's, a, I mean, that's a, and that's, that's a pretty big number. jump there. It that's is a respectable, respectable number, number, but that's that's a lot bigger jump than what they were last year. I mean, fourteen to twenty five to nineteen to twenty five. Mm-hmm. I think seventy five percent is a reasonable number. I'm still going to go under eighty. Okay, I'm going to say I feel like I'm right at the number. Like I, twenty of twenty
0: five to me is a reasonable number. I think it is
1: reasonable, get- but when you're talking about a team that had awful field goal kicking and they didn't exactly inspire a ton of confidence during
0: you're, – you're, you're not wrong, but what I would say to that is, it's not the same guy. Like, if it was Ruiz and McCord <clears throat> again, I'd be like, I don't know. But with a new guy,
1: I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think. See, I'm the opposite. I'm, I need to be proven first. Like, the, the scrimmages that we saw, they weren't, like, huge misses, but they right. still weren't, like, right down the middle. The, the, like- the, the
0: first scrimmage was bad for special teams. The second one was much better. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. And,
1: and to be fair, to, to be fair, Massimo Biscardi was pretty solid throughout camp. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the misses were coming from the, the walk-ons. and So I feel like there needs to be context there. But still, I'm kind of in like wait-and-see mode. All right, two more. These are team ones. 32.5
0: points per game on the offense. Can State average over that? Uh, they averaged 29.3 last year for, for reference.
1: Yeah. You know, I've, I've been right on that 32 number. That's been kind of like my expectation. Uh huh. So, what would you say, 32 and a half? Yeah. I'm going to say under and I'm going to say 32. It's right at it. Yes. Uh, almost a push. Like, I, I think that I think it's reasonable to expect because, like you said, I mean, if we expect field goal kicking to be better, right, you get, you get a field goal a game. That's three points. You go from 29 to 32. So I think the offense is going to be better and more consistent, and I think you could at least add three more points to that. I I could see it over, but I'm going to stick with 32 for right now.
0: So just looking at it, I'm trying to look at it sort of logically, right? State had two games last year that they were in single digits, the Alabama game and the bowl game, the Texas Tech game. The Texas Tech game knocked them down from 31-8 to 29-3. So if you have two single-digit games, it hurts. Well, with Alabama and Georgia, I'm concerned that you're going to have that. So what, yeah. what, the only way to counter that is to probably get 40 a game in your non-conference games. Last year, State got 35, 29, uh, what, 55 against Tennessee State, and 24 against NC State. Can they get 40 a game against Mem- Memphis, uh, East Tennessee, Bowling Green, and Arizona. That's an easier non-conference schedule than it was a season ago. Yeah. So, do I think that? <laughs> I think it's really, really close. I'll say – I'm with you. I'm going to say under, but they're going to be really close to that. Number.
1: I, I, think. I think the offense is going to be better this year because yeah. because they're going to be more consistent. Agreed, agreed.
0: Anyway, it will be and so look, many ups and If they come and out downs. against Memphis in game one and really blow them up and, and put some points on the board, they could easily get there. Yeah. We'll just have to see. Switch it over to defense. I gotta I, I need to know what they, they gave up last year, I guess. 26, I don't, I
1: don't. 26 points, I guess. Twenty-six? It's a good thing. Twenty four really... twenty-five point nine.
0: Okay, so then we'll say twenty-three. Twenty-three and a half. I gotta have the hook. <sighs>
1: uh. That's a good question, because I mean, it's hard to keep teams down. I mean that 2018 defense, didn't they give up like 17 points a, <clears throat> 17 points a game? There may have been less
0: than that, to be honest with
1: you. Um, <clears throat> 23 and a half. I'm going to say I must say under. I must say 22.
0: I must say under as well. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think this defense is is set up to have a very successful season. If State loses games this year, I don't think it'll be because of the
1: defense. The I defense really the defense and the offense made fairly sizable jumps mm-hmm. from 2020 yeah. to 2021. Huge jump, yeah. I mean, they went from 20, 21 points a game on offense to 28, 29. 29. Yeah. They went to 28 on defense to 25, which yeah. is a – a pretty big jump, three points. You follow per game that per...
0: if you follow that this year, you may win. You'll probably win nine games. You go, you add another four points. Well, I mean, gosh, if you add eight points offensively, I don't see that happening. I don't see them going to thirty-seven a game.
1: I mean, if you if you're averaging if you're average thirty-two points a game on offense and twenty-two on defense, mm-hmm. you should be a nine-win team. You're you're in good. You're in pretty good yeah, shape. You're in really good shape. So that's All that's right. two big jumps.
0: Lock them in. Those are our, our official thunder and lightning over unders. Uh, for the 2022 season, which, by the way, starts in two days. Wow. That's exciting. Wow, wow, wow. I know. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're looking to tailgate in the junction this weekend or if you're just staying home and watching the games, whatever you're doing, when you fire up the grill, throw some beef on there. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. And if you're looking for recipes, you're not quite sure what to cook or what marinade or what rub you want to use, there's plenty of great ideas at msbeef.org, the official website for the Mississippi Beef Council. Head to your local grocery stores and tell them you want beef this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Speaking of local restaurants that are probably going to be busy this weekend, we talked about Humble Taco earlier. Let's talk about uh, Two Brothers. The line may have already started to form at Two Brothers for Friday night. They may already be people say it, it's like a Beatles concert. They're just, they're just like we're just in line. We're just trying to get to got to get to the front. We're, you can go ahead and eat now. We're here for Friday night. I'm just telling you, it wouldn't be the worst idea. Can't wait to see the line. And don't you Can't wish we get- had the?
1: Don't you wish we had the VIP treatment there? And we're with- we, you know, they had like the velvet rope. It'd be carpet. so funny
0: if like they had the velvet rope and they're like, Brian, Robbie, come on in. I would I love wish. to see that.
1: I tried to pull that one weekend. I forget what I think it was Kentucky weekend last year. Uh-huh. I walked up and I like, uh, I saw Barton there. I was like, "What's up, Barton?" You know, Robbie, Thunder and Lightning. He was like, "Yeah, what's up, man?" I was like, "So, uh, there a table in there?" He's like, uh, "No, nah, you'll have to wait. You'll have to wait with the rest of the peasants." Like, what That's the, what the heck? Hey, he put you in your place. doesn't he know that
0: Robbie equals ratings that's why we stay so humble Brian yeah yeah that's why that's why humble taco is our (laughs) is was our sponsors uh but anyway get in line while you can and then get in there and enjoy some fantastic smoked southern soul food great time great location great people it's all right there at two brothers smoked meats great products and great service that's the hallmark of any good business but only businesses that really, truly deliver to their customers get to stay open as long as they do at Advantage Business Systems. 47 years. They're older than me,
1: and I'm old as dirt. I thought you, I thought you were almost 50. I am almost 50. Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: I mean, I'm, on the, I'm, on the, I'm on the downside of 40 at this point. Well, Yikes. I, I, you know what? I still feel young at heart. Me and my brother's in the end zone 11. We keep it We keep it, uh, We keep keep it. it 100, as the kids say, as Brandon Walker used to say. I don't even know how to segue from that. I'll just tell you that Advantage Business Systems takes care of their customers because they're a local Mississippi business just like you. If you want to deal, do business with your neighbors, you call Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do Business Memphis Tigers bring back some, some key pieces. The Starbucks connections are gone, aren't they? I know. I know. Jaleel Clemens and Rodriguez Clark are they both still? Are they both gone from Memphis?
1: Uh, uh, Jaleel Clemens transferred to Southern. I think. I think that's Drake correct. Is, Drake is, is still there. Drake is still there. Okay. Yes. Memphis
0: is a team, you know, and they sort of have a a, a they they suffer from the same identity crisis in a way that Ole Miss does. You think, okay, there's this explosive offense or throwing the ball all over the place. Memphis likes to run the football, first and foremost. They want to start with the running game and then open up from there. And last year, Mississippi State did a fantastic job of stopping that running game. they they under under 100 yards rushing. Uh, They bring back the quarterback uh, who, I mean, we'll just be honest, didn't have a great game against Mississippi State a season ago. Seth Hennigan, he was a true freshman, I think that was only his second start of the season, maybe his third. So, you know, it's not entirely surprising that he had a poor game. But he's going to have to take on a much bigger load this year because I think for Memphis to have any chance to hang around in this game, you know, I I still think State will do a great job of dominating that Memphis run game. Memphis is going to have to hit some big plays in the passing game to have a shot here. And we were just talking about the Mississippi State secondary and Emmanuel Forbes and Jalen Green back there. I think they're going to be up for that challenge. You know, what what about the Memphis offense? Are you looking at and saying, okay, that's that's the biggest key?
1: Uh, you know, last year I thought when they showed m- the most promise on offense is when they started running the football and just kind of you know there was there was a time in the, I think late in the first quarter where. Dreek just, like, steamrolled – might have been Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it just looked like they were kind of the aggressor. And when they started putting the ball in the freshman quarterback's hands, I thought that slowed them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um it was strange because last year we were talking about, you know, we felt like Memphis was going to score some points on state, on offense. They were going to move the ball. They sh- They should have a big game – you know, State's defense was just going to have to get off the field every now and then. The offense was going to do its job. State held them to like 250 yards, 246. I mean, they did. They they didn't really do much on offense, and their main guy on offense was Calvin Austin, mm-hmm. who took took the game over. Had a couple of big uh, pass plays, and then the the punt return, obviously that we won't speak too much about. Um, do not speak of it. But they always seem to have some dudes on offense and uh, you know i i don't know a whole lot about this this offensive coordinator and what they're planning on doing this year i don't Mm -hmm. know new offensive
0: coordinator for them
1: right so it it might be a little bit of a surprise I, i don't know but um that's been a team that for the last almost decade i guess has been really good on offense um, but I, I think State's going to have the dudes on defense. They're going to be able to get off the field. They're going to force some turnovers. Yeah, I think State will be okay defensively because, um, uh, I, I, you know, I just have high, high expectations for this defense. If they're not able to, to slow down Memphis, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a hard time slowing down Alabama and slowing down Texas A&M and teams like that. So uh, I, I'm expecting State to have the upper hand on that side of the ball.
0: It looks like this is a pretty experienced uh, Memphis defense. I'm reading uh, Paul Jones's article from 24-7 where he talked with Kenny Stubblefield of Go Tigers uh, 24-7. My apologies, being down here in Vicksburg, I, it precluded me from getting anybody from who covers the Tigers on the show. My apologies for that. Um, but he, he talks about the, their defense wanting to run a four-man front. It feels good about the, the defensive line, feels good. About uh, the the depth and the experience they have there, and he mentions you know not having Charles Cross. This is a big 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 first big test for uh for 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 Dollar Bill and, and this this and a not new look, but the you know the new tackles on the offensive line. Although Cam Jones is a guy who's played out at it right tackle before, so he has experience there. But for Dollar Bill, this is a, this is a uh, an interesting first test.
1: Yeah, this is a good first test. You know, Memphis. Two and we talked about the offense, but they seem to have one or two guys on defense every year too. Um, you know, this, this is not going to be some of the guys that the state usually sees on a on a regular Saturday um, in, in the SEC. But I do think that it's still going to be a good test for Dollar Bill for his first game, really on the on at left tackle, um, and you know. There's probably gonna be some missteps here and there. We might see a false start or something like that hopefully, hopefully that is not a ongoing issue like it was the last couple of years. It seems like state really struggled to to stop jumping off sides or a uh, false start or whatever so I mean hopefully there's no mistakes like that and you don't see a, a lot of holding penalties or anything like that. but this is a good chance to see dollar bill and just kind of see how he handles being. Uh, Mississippi State's left tackle because those are some huge shoes to fill there. Yeah, no no question about that. And and you
0: you made a good point about Memphis. And this is true about Memphis. And you mentioned it on offense with Calvin Austin. Memphis is not going to have the the depth of any SEC team. But they will have a stud or two on both sides of the ball. They just always do. And and like if you read this article, what Kenny Summerfield is saying, this is an experienced defense. They got a couple of, of quality guys out of the portal. And they feel pretty good about their guys. So this will be a good test for Mississippi State's offensive line because, and we say it every year, if you can't block Memphis, how are you going to block Alabama? So if yeah. Mississippi State's offensive line struggles, you know, we're going to know pretty early on that this might not be the kind of season we're expecting from Mississippi State. But if they go out there and handle their business and they, 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 you know, give Will Rogers the kind of protection he's going to need, then then all is good. Um one thing I, I took away from this article, though, that, that kind of, you know, I don't know if maybe laugh is the right word, but he says, he t- uh, Stubbleville says the line is set at 16-and-a-half. That feels massively disrespectful. What are we talking about here? This is an AAC team, a below-average AAC team. They went 6-and-6 six six last year. I know they beat Mississippi State last year, but. That was kind of a freak thing. Yeah. I so, what, what, State, who, State who's being disrespected
1: them. here? Yeah, state state outgained them uh, by almost 300 yards. I mean, well, it was, it was two to one. It, it was you know, it was a, it was it was f- heavily in favor of Mississippi State. They just didn't get the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if state handles their business and they finish drives and they don't uh, have that play happen on the punt, they don't fumble the ball and let them run it back. I mean, that's a blowout. That, that's a three touchdown, four touchdown win. Um you know Memphis is a is a good program they've been consistently good for the last, last several years mm-hmm. but at the end of the day this we're talking we're talking about the SEC versus the AAC yeah and, and so yeah I, mean, I think it's, it's completely it's, fair
0: it's a very fair line in my opinion a very fair line and well, Vegas is not
1: covered. Vegas oh. is not disrespectful no they, they are realistic.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the other thing I, I didn't really consider it from that. You're absolutely right. It's not like somebody at the sports book was like, you know what? Screw Memphis. I went there one time, the ribs sucked. Rendezvous yeah. totally overrated.
1: They, these guys have no, they're, they're not on either side of the coin. They're just, no. they're trying to make some money here.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, will Mississippi State cover that spread? Oh, no, no. We will answer that question tomorrow because that will be when we break out the three P's for the first time in the season. But Robbie will not be here for that. Unfortunately, our situation is such that he will be covering junior college football tomorrow night. I may or may not have a guest host. It may just be me. I hope to have somebody else. It's because for the three Ps, I feel like you want somebody. Joel, no good. Can't because he'll come on here and tell us how State's going to win 65 to nothing. And, you know, Memphis is just a dump. And he won't. Have, I can't have him on. He's too biased now. He's not objective anymore. But well, we'll see what we can do for it uh, on tomorrow's show. And then, of course, Monday. Oh, everybody loves a good Monday during football season, Thunder and Lightning. When you've yes. got tell them Falk, when you've got the things that are true, and when you've got coffee, it's for closers. That's always fun. We'll be looking forward to that. Yes. Rob, are, Robbie, are you up for doing a late Saturday night? Just just come straight from the stadium and let's go and get it over with so we can have Sundays to sure. ourselves.
1: We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it depends I, on how it goes. Well, th- this, the, re- the reason I say that is because this year I'm writing for Associated Press, too. Ah. So I've. Congratulations. I'm writing, I'm writing for three publications on Saturday night. I'm they write, knew I'm who
0: to get. They knew who could handle that burden.
1: Well, they've asked me to do that before, but mm-hmm. I've had my hands full and I haven't, you know, RJ Morgan usually does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's done it a few times. Yes. And like, there were they were, were kind of in dire straits this year. Like, there was nobody. Did you get some? Uh, did you it. get a little? Did you squeeze a little extra out of them? No, I didn't. But
0: oh, wait till the um, sock hears this; he's gonna be mad at you.
1: I know, uh, but anyway, I, I've got i got to write three stories for Starful Daily News. I got to write one story for Two Four Seven. I got to write a story for AP. So it's gonna be hectic. But Man, what, it's we'll great see. to
0: only work for one publication. I gotta tell you, it's, yeah. it's great to just have to worry about the one thing.
1: Yeah, I know. So. And I know.
0: don't forget also, uh, speaking of that, though, we will have our the return of the Spotify Live post-game show available on Spotify Live. If you haven't downloaded that app, do it. If you have downloaded the app, update it. Make sure you're good to go for Saturday night. Saturday night is the test run, though, because next week is the big one. A two a.m. post game show with you sickos. I can't wait for that.
1: Good lord! It's
0: gonna be. It's gonna be incredible. It might be. It might be a, a tragedy in there. I don't know what's gonna happen. We shall see, guys. Have a great Thursday, and at least I will be back with you on Friday, and we'll see if anybody else wants to to jump on board. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haynes. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.